And there we go. We're back again for another Ramadan special where we're all being, uh, we're all in lockdown at the moment. So I thought we'd do some pre-recorded Ramadan episodes when I'm not going to be available because I'll be tired. So I invited a couple of my old school friends on for a chat. So I've got Oliver joining us from Vietnam and I've got Michael joining us from ends back in London. So <laughs> good to see you both. How are you both? You both okay? Yeah, man. Thanks, thanks, mate, thanks yeah. for inviting us down. No, nah, yeah, inviting us on rather. <laughs> Yeah, I'd rather be invited back to ends or to uh, Vietnam, but it is what it is. Just the, just in the in my in my city apartment, just killing time talking to people. Man. Glad I'm talking to you both. It's been a while for us both, so I'm just glad to see you. Hence the big smile yeah, man. on my face. And uh, happy Ramadan as well for the future. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. this, this episode is literally <laughs> just planning for Ramadan and I'm not going to be recording. So hopefully it will be recorded and then just posted on for Ramadan when... I don't have to worry about editing and stuff. So this will be all, all well and good. Um, nice, man. That's in like April times so or a couple of months to go anyway. I thought I'd start a little mini series on the podcast with a couple of old friends and stuff. And I've already done one. Um, we did one regarding Wayne Rooney and how he was my footballing hero. And me and my cousin were just chatting about Wayne Rooney and how much he meant to us as a Man United player and as ambassador of, of the club and what he's done. So we're going around the teams, basically. You've got an Arsenal one coming up, we've got a West Ham one coming up and... Today we've got a Spurs one, so yeah. we'll, we'll focus on the Spurs one for the next 30 to 40 minutes. I'm really happy about that. So who did we have in mind? I believe it is it was someone from royalty, wasn't it? King Straight of up. Yeah. The man himself. <laughs> Number Ledley one King. guy. Oh, man. My guy, Ledley. Ledley King. So he was a player from when we were in our school days. Everyone would just banter about him being injured, which was probably one of the worst things you can do to a football player at the time. But we were kids. We didn't really understand bantering, <laughs> bantering other teams about their injured players. But it happened to a lot of players over, over their careers. And one of the best of them we got to was Ledley King. And this is something that I've discussed previously with my friends and I discussed recently with the two of you as well, that how good would Ledley, Ledley King would have been if he didn't get the injuries? <laughs> well, I think with Ledley, the sky's the, the limit, basically. Um, it's difficult to really grasp just how good he could have been. For me personally, even with his injuries, at his very best, I haven't seen a better defender, which is a bold statement, but he was just that good. And yeah, without his injuries, who knows? Yeah, that's all I can say, really. <laughs> no, well said, man. Well said. <laughs> Go on, Ollie. Add to that. See, th- see what we've got. I don't know. Like, I, th- I think it's quite Spursy that our club legend is like this guy who's just been injured his whole career. <laughs> it's like the most Spursy legend you can have. Like, it is. I couldn't think of anyone else though. Like, when it comes to legends, like you could say, like I don't know, but like in my day anyway, like people might say Bale, like if that you're younger, I don't know. But for me. He's just that one club man. So like before I was even like really into football, my dad just used to take me down to the lane mm. and like everyone would just talk about him. Like he was a legend already. Like, so as soon as I started watching football, the guy was already a legend. So when was and that? Then, that like, was around, around 2002 to 2005-ish around when he's coming into his own really. When he, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I think he made his debut in 99. Mm. And then I don't know. I must have been going games around 2006. Six. I, don't, I can't even remember, man. Yeah, my no, dad just okay. used to take me like back back in day, but yeah, man, he was just a legend by then. So I was just yeah, always like singing his name. 
Oh, Ledley, Ledley, <laughs> he's better than John Terry. Fact, fact. <laughs> and the, the thing is, just to add to that, you know he's a legend because even after he retired, we'd still chant, we'd still do that chant every now and then. Yeah, it's true, and, man. You know, there's not many was players it? that, you know, you would do that for. Yeah, yeah. Like, as soon as he retired, like, when his number would come up, like, was it? Oh, that's 26. bad. I can't remember. Twenty six. <laughs> yeah, twenty six. Every every twenty sixth, like when he first retired, everyone would clap and that and cheer, sing his name. Like so nice, isn't it? Like there's not mm. many people you do that for, but no, I think and, it's just because he's a nice guy in general as well, isn't it? Yeah, he was a gentleman on the pitch. He was a Rolls Royce of a player from the outside, from what I can see. But it was always funny that all he said with the with the chant. He's got one knee, he's better than John Terry. As I, <laughs> as I even as a kid, that still cracked me up going forward. But I'm glad you said around 2006 because that's kind of when he came into his own as not just the captain of Tottenham, but kind of leading Tottenham from the forefront as a centre back. Because previously, obviously, before our era of being like remembering like when we were really young, he was playing as like a centre defensive midfielder under George Graham before it kind of changed managers and he kind of became his own when Sol Campbell left. And that's when he became the real centre-back that we ended up seeing on occasions because he was injured quite a lot of the time. But with England as well, that was really annoying for me to see as well because as an England fan, he played in Euro 2004 when he came on against France and he was like defending against Henri and Trezeguet in that first, in that first game at the Euros. And then he got subbed off in the 2010 opening game against the USA as well. When again... Mm. It's, it's, it happened a few times for us as well. Like, it was always in the squad, in and around the England squad, because it was so good. But again, from an England fan perspective, from my perspective, I was just there like, this guy just annoys me so much because you feel like he's a waste of a selection. But as, first, as Spurs fans, you were probably really happy to get him in the squad. But and you were probably really disappointed to see him not carry on and, and start more games for England. Because what, he only made around 20, 21 caps for England. So what would you say mm-hmm. in terms of Ledley King's longevity as an England player do you reckon he would have been a first choice centre-back against John Terry Ferdinand Carragher etc hard to say man but enough people have said it themselves like people who are more informed about football like I think when he retired there's there's a video on YouTube and uh Jermaine Defoe he mentions like easy 100 caps if he never got injured 100 England caps and the, the fact he even made it to World Cups when he, he had one knee is just like testament to himself in it like my guy's got one knee and he's still going to the World Cup. How many players dream of going to the World Cup with two knees? And my guy's got one and he's going silly. Yeah, I, I think I think Ledley was he was just a bit of a, a a freak because I can't imagine another player being able to do what he did with such a severe injury to play at that higher level for so long um, and to play so consistently. It's just bizarre. And so, yeah, there's there's no doubt that he definitely would have been competing for that, you know, centre-back position for England. And and I, I think he would he would be the first choice, again, if not for his injuries. But I also get that, Hamza, from an outsider's perspective, yeah, he probably was seen as a waste of a pick. But I think for a lot of Tottenham fans, because we know how good he can be on his day, it was always seen as... A good pick if he can get the minutes in. Yeah, that was mm. one of those things it, that annoyed me as well. Like if he got the minutes in, and you saw glimpses of that in an England shirt, like him scoring against Mexico, him coming on as a sub, and sometimes playing midfield for England as well, which he did 
earlier in his career, but I was just one of those guys like, like I've said it previously um, before, like Theo Walcott at the 2006 World Cup was a waste of a selection. He didn't play. We could have played Jermaine Defoe or Darren Bent as our fourth striker at the World Cup. And really yeah, trust man, gone. waste. <laughs> he, he was a waste of a selection then. He wasn't ready Absolutely. at the time. Absolutely, yeah. As Second a 16, <laughs> 16, 17 year old. But that's what annoyed me a lot because it then came across to like Man United when we signed Owen Hargreaves and he became injury prone when he played for us as well. He played like one season and he was there for another three, four seasons, but he was there as an injured player, which was awful. Mm. So I get the frustration of, oh yeah, he was a really good player for us. And I can understand it from Owen Hargreaves' perspective, but for you with Ledley King, because he had such quality to become uh, one of those all-time Premier League centre-backs, like top five, top six. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say he isn't, but the fact that the injuries have kind of glossed over how, well, not glossed over, it's kind of shadowed his career, really, which is really no, annoying. 100%, because, yeah, yeah. Because there was that time when you got quite in the Champions League for the first time. I remember at school, school was quite funny. You, like, <laughs> a lot of Spurs fans are getting gassed up in the Champions League. And Absolutely, brother. <laughs> it, now it's just normal for you lot to be in European competition, so it's good. But even then, you were saving, Harry Redknapp was saving him for the Champions League. He wasn't playing him in the League Cup or in the FA Cup, not FA Cup, in the Premier League, sorry. But he was literally wanting him to play at the lane at, at Champions League nights as well. And I thought that was quite a nice touch from Harry Redknapp. And he said previously that he probably enjoyed playing under Harry Redknapp more than one day Ramos or Martin Yole. Or he was probably the manager for him, really, because he understood him a bit better. But for me, I'd rather have seen Ledley King play a bit more in a free, in a back free. I think he would have commanded Spurs' defence a bit better as opposed to Opposed to the 4-4-2 that you played around 2005 to 2010-11-ish. What would you say? Mate, rec- I thought recently I'd fucking love uh, Dawson and Ledley King back at, back at centre-back rather than Eric Dyer and uh, Sanchez. <laughs> just saying that, bro. Oh, gosh. <laughs> what about you, Michael? What are you saying? Yeah. Um, well, yeah, because at the time of this recording, we've just lost to West Ham. <laughs> That's <one>. it. <laughs> and Sanchez yeah. and Dyer had a bear. Um yeah, look, I, I think I, c- I can see why you'd think he'd be good in a, in a three at the back. Um, Ledley seemed like the kind of player where he would always make his centre-back partner a better player. Michael Dawson, um, Jonathan Woodgate, prime examples, yeah. I'd say. They've exactly. even said that themselves. Eunice Cavall yeah. as well, I'd say. He, he got even better. <laughs> when Cavall <laughs> went to Sunderland, he wasn't as, as well as good as he was at um, Tottenham as well. Sorry, Michael, continue. Yeah, no. Although to to be fair to Kabor, I think I think he had taken a dip in form before we let him go. But mm. yeah, no, you're right. Um, yeah, Ledley just made everyone around him play better. And yeah, I think if you're playing with two other centre backs, you, you're going to make those two centre backs centre backs play better. And that that's a very unique quality. You know, not, not many not many players have that in them where they make you know their teammates play better. Not many mm. players would do that because. You, you see it in players like Van Dijk or Bruno Fernandes or uh, like players that have got the elite mentality instilled in them. And that's kind of when Ledley King was a fish out of water. Some probably, I'm not sorry for saying this, but at the time Spurs would have been a better team if they had better players around Ledley King, for me, prime yeah. example. Like you were kind of growing into it with like Robbie Keane, Berbatov, Defoe, but then around the team, the squad, it wasn't as, as, a, as best as the mentality is kind of, like now of Jose Mourinho, Harry Kane, you're still not there yet in terms of like top, top tier, but you've improved a massive difference from where you were. 
yeah, like he's just like as you were saying, it's just that he's the leader. He just he empowers the team. He reads the game so well, so he will tell whoever he's he's working with at the back. He'll tell them where to be, who to watch. I think he just had it all as well. Like the way he would read the game. I can't remember who said it. Um, I think it was maybe. Berbatov said something as well about him. Oh, sorry, Berbatov. Yeah, t- t- I saw the, t- the Henri one. I think I-, I saw Berbatov as well. Was just saying he would just read the way he read the game was just like second to none because like interceptions were just like unreal, and um, yeah, that just comes down to his like knowledge of the game. And he'd, he'd get the ball and he'd pass it. He'd make mm. a good pass. He would wouldn't just like hoof it up there. Yeah, man, and just definitely someone like that. I remember seeing him say himself as well. Um, when he got injured, so he got injured on his like Premier League debut. He was like Rory Delap mm. injured him of all people. Rory Delap, jeez man. Before he got um, before he got gassed over his long throw-ins, Rory Delap was injured <laughs> playing his left, right, and centre. Yeah, yeah, trust me. I remember like his King's mentality. He was like, okay, well, I kind of have to accept. Well, he's like an eighteen-year-old kid. He said, I have to accept that maybe I'll never be the best, but I can still try and be very good. And that just shows his like mentality, what he's about as a person. And what he can bring to himself and the team, you know, just sick guy. Definitely, yeah. yeah I think it, it must have been tough for him to get such a, a huge injury that early on in his career. And uh, for most, uh, as far as I'm aware, um, he didn't really train with his teammates at all. He would always, you know, he'd do a lot of swimming and on his own, and he'd, he'd do a lot of you know therapy to get you know his his knee ready. For, for the next game and uh, his one knee <laughs> yeah his one knee and I, I, I just think that's incredible because he he just he didn't really because he wasn't training like a normal footballer he didn't have he didn't really get much contact with the ball so the fact that he would just go into a game and still be good on the ball without training like a regular professional footballer does, I just think is it's crazy. Yeah, man, I saw, I saw that about him never training. Like I remember hearing about it back in the day, but I, I was just like, yeah, whatever. He must train. And yeah, fully like he wouldn't train. He just rehab. Apparently, wasn't even allowed to kick the ball about with his like sons in his garden or anything. Yeah, I remember just that had, as well. Had to be ready for the game, innit? And sometimes he couldn't sit properly on the planes when he's going to like away games, like taking the plane basically he'd have to stand up on the plane like for two three hours just come back Wrong. from like European because <laughs> yeah, that's how just bad that it was drain that knee out yeah you know when the knee's like locked in when you're on the plane that's just behind the seats that was just yeah. making it worse as well so just like now nah, I have to stand somewhere which is crazy yeah, like, his mad mentality to just be able to like play through all that pain just because like your passion for the game passion for yeah. the clubs passion that's for the it, badge man. one club yeah. man yeah and we don't Tottenham see men- through and through innit yeah, we don't see many one-club men anymore, and it's really sad to see. And you see people going every other year to a different club and trying different things, which in a in a way is a really good thing because they get to try and do different leagues and different experiences. But when you've got the loyalty and the mentality to want to bring your club up better, because Martin Yol got sacked that season after um, you tried you got, you finished fifth, like you got Europa League, and then you got sacked, and you brought Juan de Ramos in. I remember, and then that's when you got to the League Cup final. So, again, Ledley King started for Tottenham against a Didier Drogba, uh, Malouda. I think Kalou was playing in the attack for Chelsea at the time. And that was something that you ended up 
taking the game to extra time. Burbison scored a penalty, if I remember correctly, for Spurs. And yeah. Ledley King's centre-back partner, Jonathan Woodgate, came across and scored the winning <laughs> game, winning goal. <laughs> Got a ball punch to his head, yeah. He's <laughs> like, you know what, let's finish it off. And again, that was something where Jonathan <laughs> Woodgate wasn't in the best of forms, even though he just left Real Madrid. He didn't do that well at... Um, Real Madrid, obviously, but then he came to Spurs. He wasn't doing that well at Spurs, but then that gave him his moment in, in the light, basically. And again, working with Ledley King at the back must have given would get a huge boost. And just like just like we said before, Ledley King improves people around him. He's a coach at Spurs now. Is he first team coach? I am so, coach? Yeah, I'm so I'm so gassed that he's in in the squad, yeah. man. Like, I feel like he can really help the boys just to see him on the touchline as well and see him on like Jose's Instagram. <laughs> just yeah. Gasses yeah. me up, man. Um, I'm I'm pretty sure he's a defensive coach. I mean, obviously that yeah. would make sense, but um, yeah, he he because he's just so knowledgeable um, when it comes to defending. He does seem like the perfect person to have in your locker room to you know to teach you how to defend. And I think our players <laughs> our players need that at the moment. <laughs> I think he can even yeah he can even like teach the, the like attackers. Because obviously he's like up there. He's, he knows like how the best defenders work. So he can kind of help the attackers get around the better defenders. I definitely think he can just help all over the pitch. Yeah. Sick guy, man. Because we were discussing before, Michael, Ledley King is a, is a centre-back who probably was before his time in England. Him, John Terry and Rio were all centre-backs that played out from the back. And they also like to just run through to midfield a bit more. He likes to play in the midfield doing long-range passes and stuff like that. And that's something that's normal now in England and in yeah. European football, top European football. Thanks, Pep Guardiola. Um, but yeah, <laughs> that's something that Ledley King can clearly teach the likes of Dyer to do a bit better. He can teach uh, Yafet Tanganga a bit more, where Tanganga finishes up as, a, as his career position. He probably will be a centre-back, but right-back, I don't really see him doing that well, personally, as a right-back. I think he's too small to be a centre-back. Really? Um, uh, yeah, I think I prefer him as, as, as a right back, but um, I don't know. We'll, we'll have to wait and see how he develops. Um, but yeah, going back to Ledley, his what one thing I really liked about him as well was he was so calm on the ball. Um, mm-hmm. Even when there was a bit of pressure on him, he would he would just take a good touch and then pass it, and he'd always seem to make the right pass. He always seemed to be uh, one step ahead, and Certainly with the ball, I, I don't really remember him, you know, getting dispossessed or or, or losing the ball at all. Um, maybe towards the end, like in the, in his twilight days, he started to, you know, dip in form a bit. But, you know, fair enough. He, he's got one knee. He's not going to be great forever. <laughs> um, Again, I'm yeah, going I'm, I'm uh, to relate to the League Cup final in 20, uh, 2009 when we played uh, Tottenham, when we played Man United, and he was against an attack of Tevez, Berbatov, Ronaldo, and I think Nani was on the wing. Nani or Giggs was on the wing. And again, he was one of the few players in the Tottenham team that could think, commit a foul against us, against that kind of attack. And he was someone that literally tried to keep um, Man United at bay. And he did for 120 minutes. He played the full 120 minutes. Yeah, it's mad. Against Man so United. So you won on pens, didn't you? Yeah, we won on pens. Ben Foster in goal? Mm, before he became a YouTube goalkeeper. Yeah. Don't worry. No, yeah. Se- but yeah, that, that yeah, man. Was... Zero, zero red cards his whole career, isn't it? Zero red cards, like nine you, yellow cards look, as yeah. well. Something like yeah, that. Yeah, like <laughs> for a centre back. 
Because he knew how to play against um, Berbatov in, in that in that. No, it wasn't Berbatov, sorry. It was Tevez and Danny Welbeck we had up front. That was my bad. Tevez, Danny Welbeck, we started up front. I think Berbatov came on as a sub against Spurs that mm-hmm. game. Good strikers, still, man. Still, these are quality strikers besides Danny Welbeck, who was still upcoming at the time. And Cristiano Ronaldo, who was the best player in the world at the time. He yeah, just, and they'd have been training. Defense, yeah. yeah, yeah, they'd have been training every day. My guy just turns up calm. No he's worries. done his cardio, he's done his physio. He's <laughs> like, this is, yeah, this, is a, this is an easy game. We won the League Cup before. Unfortunately for you lot, we didn't win. Fortunately for me, I had a nice time that Monday morning coming into school, but you won't remember. That, so it's fine. Um, but no, that, that was just another thing I had to interrupt you, Michael. So, so sorry. No, it's, it's fine. Uh, no, it's all good. Yeah, Ledley King's tackles were always clean, very clean. You know, there was, there was no, oh, is that a foul? Did he get away with one? You know, it... it Again, I don't think I've seen many defenders that that get their timing spot on as well as he did. And I, I guess I guess when you're when you're someone like Ledley King, who had such a devastating injury, who's not training much at all, you know, with the ball at his feet, you've got to have a lot of this. To this day, he's, he's still probably the most intelligent player I've ever seen, just because. I don't see how you can have such a long career with such a bad injury, play so well without that level of, of intelligence and that ability to read the game. 100%. I agree with you there. And we've seen over the years when players got major injuries, they're never the same after who they are. So they've got loads of minor injuries over time and they're just never the same player. But Ledley King always came back and he always improved, which again was really annoying for opposition strikers and uh, opposition teams. But it was also really good to see from just a, a human perspective. And that's something that I've kind of learned in hindsight, really. Eight when years, did he retire? Yeah. Eight, 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 nine years until he retired? You understand yeah. a bit more about how he, as a man, carried on playing the game he loved for the club that he loved and doing it every other week, just trying to get back into the team. And he told a story um, about how he was just in the travelling party for a game against Liverpool. Uh, this was like a year or two before he retired. So it was against Luis Suarez and Andy Carroll. He was just in a travelling party. And Harry Redknapp was like, Art Ledley, we need you to start. There's been an injury or someone's feeling unwell. And then he's like, Gaffer, I can't. I'm just here as a travelling party. He's like, no, no, you have to start. And then he started against Andy Carroll and Luis Suarez. And he, I think he kept a clean sheet and it was 2-0 to Spurs that day at Anfield. And it kind of shows how, um, it just shows the quality of the man, really. So, I just want to know kind of your memories about Ledley King, just from rather childhood days or um, England days, whatever. Go for it, Michael. So Ledley King was one of those players where um, when I used to go to White Hart Lane to watch the games, sometimes I would just look at Ledley and see what he does, even when the ball is somewhere else, you know, not, not hear him, not near him, because his Positioning was always so impressive, and and I think at the time I was playing Sunday League, I was I was a defender. So, what position did you play? Centre back. I, I, I was right back. Um, although I, I did play centre back um, for the for the school, but mm. um, yeah, I'd, I'd always just just watch him to see, okay, what's he doing that makes him so good? And a lot of the times, it is just things like positioning, um, because when you're positioning is spot on you don't have to do half the work that, that someone else would do if their positioning wasn't spot on. Yeah. Um, 
And yeah, I, I think for me, it's just it's just watching how good he read the game. It was that was that was just the most impressive thing about Lidley, and that's the thing that that um, really stands out to me. Just his everyday persona being a centre back, and again, someone that's kind of pushed forward how centre backs should really play in the Premier League. Him, Rio, yeah. and John Terry, I would say the top three kind of yeah. pioneers of centre backs. Not just get the ball, hoof it long, you've done the, you've done the job, or put your body on the line all the time and you've done the job. Rather play out to someone properly to the feet, rather look to find space in the attack and just open up the game a bit more, I would imagine. And that's yeah. what really annoyed me about Ledley King, the fact that we didn't see him on a European stage enough or we didn't see him on the world stage enough for England. That really annoyed me personally as a fan at the time because everyone around back in school days were like, Ledley King's a sick centre-back. But they'd always just banter him about his injuries which is just annoying and I've said this already on the podcast but just the fact if he was actually a fully fit centre-back he would be regarded as one of the best in Premier League history but I would probably say he's probably the best Spurs centre-back I've ever seen definitely agree with that <laughs> definitely agree with that go on Oli yeah. any memories of yeah. Ledley King yeah man just going back to early like just when I started going to the lane the guy was already a legend and mm. just clear to see why in it because he he had pace. He could pass it, as you said. Tackling was superb. For me, yeah, just I think I feel like his tackles used to be celebrated like goals back in the day. Yeah. Uh, if anyone, yeah, yeah like so some of the ones he made, like I'm gonna direct anyone who's listening to the Robin tackle, 2006, yes. two thousand six, two one. I remember that. That's that's like some big you, hit on YouTube. You would have seen well. it before if anyone. Yeah, type it into it. YouTube, right, and you would look at it and be like, "Oh, I've seen that before," because it's like. And I think that just like highlights just the guy he was. Like, how can he have that pace with one knee and that tackle? Just like, yeah, mad. Just just go watch his highlights because I know a lot of people. They they'll be like, oh, look, he didn't win anything. He, like Cup. his career, what did he get? Oh come on, man, League <laughs> Cup. <laughs> That's still one thing. It's still one thing. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. But like, um, and now he's the coach yeah. at Tottenham as well. So he's clearly done something right. He's gone from an ambassador to a Man, coach. And... I think he's yeah. Considering he was injured on his first like ever debut, he's done um, like a madness for his career. And he obviously loves football. Ambassador, yeah. And also, he used to have the ex fastest Premier League goal <laughs> under ten seconds. I can't remember yeah. who scored. I used to brag about that, but Shane <laughs> Long, to brag Shane about, Long really. took that one. <laughs> As a Spurs fan, you've got to brag about anything. <laughs> Just don't make a DVD of it. No one really wants to see that anymore. Trust me. <laughs> unless, you, unless you beat Man City in the, in the League Cup final, make any DVDs you want about that. Just shush uh, yeah. Pep, Pep Guardiola up in his Man City team up at, at Wembley. We'd love to see that. No, the, yeah, the way we're going, no chance, man. <laughs> Get Ledley back in defence. Get Ledley back in defence. Honestly, I would rather him than Dyer right now. He's got no <laughs> knees now, but... <laughs> Him oh, in a man. wheelchair is better than Dyer, bro. <laughs> Just him playing as a sweeper, taking on what Mares, Sterling, Foden, Gundogan on form right now. <laughs> it worked perfectly. Man, he, then like, again, I reckon he would. He would do a job. Then again, I, I think this episode is going to be posted before the League Cup final, so we'd have known if if won the League Cup or not. So we'll see what happens then. Yeah. Okay. But, yeah. Sorry, no, I was just saying, like, because you mentioned. You mentioned Henri, innit? And yeah. I was wondering what you're saying about Henri. What did you see about the Henri statement? It was along the was lines it the of... The one where he was saying, like, he, 
Yeah, he was the best defender that I'd played against in the Premier League. He didn't foul him once and he was a true gentleman of the game, something like that. That's one. Yeah, I, I remember hearing that as well somewhere. Okay, yeah. The one I saw is like he, he doesn't like hold on to people's shirts. Mm. He's like one of the only defenders who doesn't like pull on your shirt, but he'd always, well, not always, but he'd, he'd still get the ball off you. Like, just like some, some guys just come and <laughs> out of nowhere, just taking the ball off his feet. Down, without basically. having to pull his shirt no dirty business yeah <laughs> no dirty that's business. it man nah, that's good because even Capello and Harry Redknapp appreciate him as well we could go through the quotes but we know that he's appreciated by the footballing world which is all well and good yeah trust me yeah and one one more thing I want to say about Ledley is I, I feel I feel like especially like aside from the end of his career when he, he started to make mistakes a lot of our goals that we conceded were never his fault like it was always down to the other defenders or, or the, the other players. And, and Are you they, sure they were about the... that? Are you being a bit biased there, Michael? <laughs> maybe. Like maybe my memory hasn't served me well, but <laughs> I, I, I can remember never thinking, oh, Lily's messed up there. It's, it's usually someone I can, else. I can gather that. I can gather that. <laughs> and um, even if he did mess up, I'd forgive him. <laughs> Just a fan's favourite, basically. He was just there like, oh, if it's Ledley, he'll make up for it. Or he's more than made up for it with all the tackles he's done. Easy things like that. Yeah. Brilliant. Was there, like, Hamza, were you thinking about a goal in particular? I was thinking more along the lines of, um, you know when we played against you at Old Trafford and you were winning 2-0 um, at half-time? It was uh, Modric and Darren Bent, I think, scored. And then we ended up winning 5-2 after like oh, yeah, that game. yeah. So that was a spursy game but it was, it was yeah. more of that I was remembering I, I think in, he dip, he let Tevez go a few times he let Berbatov go a few times and it probably wasn't directly his fault but he could have done better in those situations but now nah, they're yeah, looking forward to to hearing the, the Ramadan special brother you're in the Ramadan special so I'm, I'm clearly happy to just listen back to <laughs> it's been a fun yeah. conversation uh, but no thank you both very much for your time today uh, thank yeah, you, man. Thanks for getting, for getting us form. involved. Yeah, it's no, been I'm, good, I'm, I'm glad you're both listening to the podcast. I'm both glad that you're enjoying what we're putting out of the content. So I, I'm just glad that we've got yeah, something man. refreshing to do. And thank you very much both for your time. And thanks for listening. Take care, everyone.